Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. I have a question for you, Brian O'Neill. Question! What is the general consensus among poly people about one night stands? The general consensus. Yeah. That means everyone agrees upon, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> right. Isn't that funny? That's very hard to do. Like that's everyone. So quick answer, there is none. <laughs> there is yeah. How can everyone that's polyamorous agree on, on this one anything. subject? Yeah, this is one thing. Let alone something as heated right. as people's autonomous sexual selves. Would you be upset if your partner had a one-night stand and told you about it afterwards? Would I be upset? Yeah. I'd probably be turned on. Yeah, he would not be <laughs> upset. <laughs> I'd be like, tell me more. Like, what do you, what like, what do you look like? Like, what do you, like well, how big was his penis? <laughs> Asking that? No, you I, like I would think it, but like I would like I would it. I probably wouldn't ask, but like uh, like did you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be wanting to know like details, but like I I don't want to like use your sex life as my like get off. So right. like, but like secretly I do, but like I don't want <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. Interesting. You know. Interesting. <laughs> Do you expect to be able to have a one night stand yourself without drama? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as long as I'm following all the protocols that I said I would, like using protection and stuff like that. Like, I feel like if I didn't use protection and then I. Well, I guess even if I didn't use protection, I told you about it, that's still technically protocol. Yeah. But it. Just fucks you up because now you gotta wait to fuck me. Yeah, now I gotta make this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hell, <laughs> that's not fun. Right. Yeah, it just makes it more difficult for you, which is no fun. Let alone like you know trying yeah. to conceive or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a mess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be very right. Upset. Yeah, you would just be like, <laughs> why did you? Say, I, I know it's your body and everything, <laughs> but goddamn. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> yeah, so the first part, obviously, like, yeah, there's no consensus among poly people. There's plenty of... There's people doing polyfidelity and all that bullshit that we talk about on the podcast. Um, there's absolutely no consensus when it comes to one-night stands. I wonder how often one-night stands are actually happening, though. Like, are they really happening that much? But you know, um, like, in being in poly groups that... A lot of people have issues with people even having casual partners. They want you to love every single mm, one. Yeah, and like yeah, that's, everyone, that's why we're polyamorous and not swingers. Every partner has to be and... so... Oh my gosh. Right. I love you. I love you for the long term. <laughs> you are the love of my life. I want to make a commitment ceremony to you, oh too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And 
I think there's a place in polyamory for casual relationships, and that includes one-night stands, if that's what you want to do with your body. And you know why? This is why you're my nesting partner. Because you and I, I'd I. That's another point of compatibility. It's not? It is. It's a point of compatibility between us. Yeah. It's about the sex positivity. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't need some... I don't... I don't want partners that shame me. Yeah, remember when you had that one that was like side eyeing you every oh, time? Oh boy! And as I'm here, the juxtaposition was hilarious because I'm over here egging you on, and she's like, "Do it, and I'll leave." Yeah, that was fun. I was like, "Okay, countdown to when that implodes." I'll just sit back and watch this. <laughs> Thanks. No, but I think for it's real, like though. it sucks because like, like, I was I was so blinded by like the. Uh, See, that's why I don't like a... I mean, it's not like you'd it? be less blind if I, I, if I, if I could have told you I would, but it's not helpful. But no. The reason why I was so blind, one, because of the way she looked and because, <laughs> yeah, the way, the way she looked, I think I thought I was trying to like, I had this like thing set up in my head and she had this thing set up in her head. About right? who you were and who she yeah. was. And so in my head, I'm like, oh shit, like she's, you know... Like she's got the dreads, like oh my god, like this is this is it right here. This is like the Erica Badu of my dreams, and like you know, come to find out, she's not down, and like she's she says she's polyamorous, but then like you know, there's all these things and all this stuff going on, right. and it's like wow, right? No, I mean, I just know how important it is as far as compatibility for you to be with people who give you freedom. Right? You talked yeah. about on the last podcast about how you... That's part of what drew, drew you to polyamory is the freedom part. Mm-hmm. And I know how important it is for you to feel sexually autonomous and right, right. to have that agency right. to be able to have a one-night stand or casual sex or dream like Charlie's doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you Thanks, hear, Charlie. If you hear the dog dreaming in the background. Um, you got dogs dreaming, baby. Yeah, or or just be yourself and and have the types of relationships you want to have and the sex that you want to have, especially if it's within the safer sex practices that we've all, you know, agreed to. Uh, And it's not not in a malicious way, but when I see you with a new partner and that new partner seems really uncomfortable with you being you and, and... pursuing other relationships or other casual relationships or other hookups or what have you it's not my place to sit there and say well that's not gonna work like that that's not who i am and that's not what i want to be but in my head am i like well that's not gonna last long yes in my head i'm totally <laughs> like that but it's so funny now knowing that you <laughs> and like our friend were just like having these discussions we can while call- i was like in like nre mode <laughs> like just whatever y'all are just like <laughs> She has good instincts. Yeah. And I know you well, too. And, I mean, you get there eventually. It just takes you a little longer to see it. If I, if I thought that you were going to get stuck in it for a year and a half and it was going to really fuck you up, like, I might bring it up and be like, hey, are you sure this is okay? Whatever. And maybe talk to you about some red flags or whatever. But in those early stages, that's really not my place. Even in the later stages, it's really not my place. And I kind of just let you go through the motions and figure it out for yourself. And you do. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want you coming up to me and being like, oh, that dude's doing that thing that I think you don't like. It's like, 
Yeah, I know, but he's cute, yeah, and I want to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, you're right, right, <laughs> we all yeah. we all chase flames because people are pretty yeah. or whatever. Like we do things like yeah. I, I guess those are the things that grow with uh, wisdom and time and polyamory. Right. You start to like spot out things. Yeah, you know. And I mean, I tried. I was I was a fantastic fucking meta. The second I saw her doing that shit. I tried my best to pull her aside and just be like, listen, Brian's a good dude and he's not doing fuck shit. Like, trust him. He'll make good decisions. But if you want him to buy into this relationship, trying to control his behavior is a sure way to not have this work out. Yeah. Or whatever. And and, and that you are trustworthy and you are an awesome partner if, if you just... If you're not trying to control you, right? Right. She didn't want to hear it, so I was like, "Count down to when he's done, <laughs> or when you're done, whichever right. way it works out." Yeah. Uh, and then back to this whole idea, though. Like, I would not be upset if any of my partners had a one night stand and told me about it afterwards. Um, and I do expect to be able to do what I want with my body without drama. If that means a one night stand, that means a one night stand. Because part of my polyamory is about owning my own body. Yeah. First and foremost. And it being my decision, what I do with it. Um, and basically like you said though. But it's it's tied more into like my feminism too. Like I relate a lot of it back to like my identity as a woman. But the same principles apply to what you're saying when you talk about wanting freedom. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just an extra layer of, like, societal bullshit because I'm a woman. Oh, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of extra just, like, ownershipy shit I'm breaking out of. Of, like, I'm gonna do what I want with my body. And you're not gonna tell me I can't. Mm. But I think we both have similar opinions about that whole idea. I always feel like women have a better understanding and grip on that though than men do yeah, I think I don't know though there's a lot of women though that feel, are think about the women that are subscribing to monogamy and, and doing all sorts of things that are really they're okay with those boxes of I'm not allowed to yeah but isn't it if they're okay or comfortable then that's their that's where they're at <laughs> sure but I'm just saying, like, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're in tune with this I do what I want with my body shit. Mm. There's plenty of women that are not there. Well, I just, I guess I haven't met too many men that are that have, like, very, that have these discussions, like, about, like, body. By the way, you, we got to check out this uh, Philadelphia Eagles did the body issue for swimsuit. The swimsuit magazine, they always do like a body issue where they feature like naked uh, athletes. Okay. And the office of linemen of the Philadelphia Eagles kind of pose like nude. Uh-huh. Kind of showing like this is the athlete's body even though their bodies are a little like bigger, bigger and uh-huh. stuff like that. Like it was really like. Athletic linemen. Yeah. yeah. Like it's really cool because they're all like, they average around like 315 yeah. pounds. But it was just like a, they were just kind of like, you know, this body works for my job and all right. that. Like, right. It was, it was really like inspiring cool. you know it was like a cool way to like look at it you know i think about that every time i i think about like my um 
the body types I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. Like, when I say I like an athletic body, I'm very specific about what type of athletics. <laughs> oh, my God. No, because, like... Because, like you said, like, that's an athletic body. Yes. It does... It's an amazing athletic body that does a lot of great things. Yes. And it's a very different body type than a soccer body, than right. a, than a this body, than a that body, and they're yeah. very different. Right. So, if you have, like, a physical type, or you want a certain aesthetic, whatever the case may be, yeah. like... You can't just say athletic isn't some shorthand for skinny or lean or this, that, and the other thing. Right. I guess you're right about that. It's about mobility and strength and yeah. whatever you do with it. That's very true. But yeah, I just, I guess when you brought it up, I was just like, that's why. That sounds like a yeah, cool we got thing. Yeah, we got to look at that. They have like a little short video too where they have like, have like little interviews with like some of the guys and... Some of them were like, yeah, like, once I retire, like, I'm probably going to shave, like, 50 pounds down and run two miles for the first time in my life or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when you stop doing that kind of sport, you probably have to. Yeah. In order to, like... Yeah, I remember... Your ba- uh, well, your body has to change mm-hmm. and adapt to your new lifestyle. So if your new lifestyle isn't blocking and doing all these things like you probably don't want that extra weight carrying around yeah and um i remember listening to this podcast that i used to listen to from the uh lance armstrong mm-hmm. has a podcast he had brett Favre on you know okay. brett Favre. you yeah. know he was getting his ass kicked for about 30 years in the nfl like yep. just getting drilled right old ass right yes. uh he was talking about how he, he had started cycling because how easy it is on the body yeah. like you still work out but it's not like you know with running I run and like it's a lot of like pounding on the kneecaps right. and all that right but with like biking it's, like it's almost like swimming you know what I mean right. like so uh they kind of had like a good discussion about how that's really good for athletes bodies and not like you could still work out but not take so much like yeah you can work out hard right you know right lower impact on yeah, the joints lower impact so absolutely that was really dope to to hear like you know because i always you know you always wonder like football players and like athletes and stuff like that like once your body's done doing that shit like you still have this body right (laughs) and football players bodies i mean depending on the position it's such a range of body types and just different things they want to do with it right i mean and even like the 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 biggest like linemen and stuff like that they're out here big but mobile and still and big and fast and like doing yoga and like doing crazy shit just like having a lot of balance and like all that kind of stuff or i mean i know they used to do those specials talking about football player like the cross between like football players and like ballet kind of like balance and Mm -hmm. shit because it's helpful yeah i remember i had some football friends it reminds you i'm not sure of like this is true or like the uh what do you call it the research is there but i remember he told me he was he was like and every time you have like a football game it's like being in a car accident and i don't know if that's because he like played on the line or he Maybe. played on the like a position where you get hit like like almost almost every play or whatever Maybe. but he was just basically like every like game is like a car accident, basically. 
I can see it for some positions. That yeah. shit's not good for you. Right. <laughs> it's like... Oh. <laughs> like, some position is just like... Especially, like, a running back. Like, you're going to get hit. Like... Right. You're going... Like, getting hit. And hit hard. Hard. You know what I mean? Like, people are aiming at you. Pads like, or no pads. Like, there's guys that are, you know, bigger than you. Like, one line over that's, like, aiming at you to stop you. You know it's bad when you get dementia from it in your fucking 40s. That's CTE, man. Like, the body is can be pretty resilient at times. So this podcast is on the rails. All right, let's circle <laughs> back. One night stands. What's so? What's what's the appeal of one night stands? Is it? Uh, I think it's a little transgressive. You just can't wait. You just you know. You're like, hey. Well, it's also, like, maybe they're only in town for the night and you want to explore a connection that's not going to last any further. Mm. Or maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of them. But I think the general idea is that just because I'm polyamorous and I can love someone doesn't mean I need to go all out and have full-blown long-term relationships with everybody. If it is a mutually consenting activity of mm. just like, hey, let's take this back to this room tonight, and that's all it is, as long as you're communicating, and that's what you both want to do with your bodies, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you polyamorous, Yeah. but it doesn't mean you're not. If you if, if you're polyamorous yeah. and you also have casual sex or also have one night stands, I think people, the hardcore polyamorous, the uh, more conservative polyamorous, would say that we are a bad. Uh, they don't want us on the front lines of polyamory. They want the triad, committed triad motherfuckers on the front lines. Nah, fam. Because it looks better to the the monogs. It does, but I'm not putting freeform polyamory all day. If we're out here just jizzing on everybody. But that, okay. First of all, so what? If we were. Right. Second of all, we're not. But the monogamy people, <sighs> they won't have it. Fucking slut shamers, you know? They are. They are slut shamers. I mean, there's poly people. I've seen someone that was like basically saying that their golden rule between them and their partner or partners was that there's no fucking on first dates. There's what? No fucking on first dates. That was their rule. That was that's their golden rule. Well, I wonder how I fucked on like at least two first dates stuff. Maybe three, technically. I fucked on three first dates. I think dates. I have even once. Oh. At least three first dates I've had sex on. There's all and I I feel like they've all been not all, no. I should say like I'm always like, whoa. What next? <laughs> yeah. What What are you trying to say? Well, I used I was about to say like I feel like they've all been like suggested by the woman, but I don't think all of them have. I think maybe one out of those three. Okay. But like one night stands, I don't think they're that. Uh... Or sex on a first date. Fuck it. Like first of all, we're pretty anti. What's the difference rules. between a one night stand and a sex on the first date? One night stand is that night only. I don't think I've had one of those. Okay. When I think about it, where have I? I don't think I've been somewhere 
I'm you like, never. Yes, you have. You've never had sex with somebody and then you didn't have sex with them ever again. That wasn't a one night stand. That was just a hookup. I feel like. Well, okay, I don't know the difference between that and that. Because I mean, they're around. They might have been on campus, but I just didn't have sex with them again. I feel like that still counts as a one night. I thought a one night stand is like I'm having sex with you and like you're you're going to Seattle tomorrow and I'm not. Really I think that's you. a more convenient way, but I feel like I would count the single hookup in that. Yeah. Myself, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I've had those, but that was just because it was like when you wake up more like Jesus Christ, hey, sex with that person, <laughs> like you know. Like, <laughs> Great yeah, it's like oh fuck like let's let's never speak of this <laughs> you're gonna have people out come yeah. out the woodwork when we get famous on this podcast just like, being I, like <laughs> oh that's everything once he's talking about me yeah that i mean two four locals in you're just like fuck it man like you're down i'm down you're oh, not yeah, you definitely have had those yeah you're not a dude i'm a guy like let's do this <laughs> You are very heterosexual. Okay. <laughs> That's your criteria. That was my only barrier. Was like, you got a vagina, I have a penis. Let's go do this. Oh, my Lord. For a loco, man, when you're in your 20s. Like that sounds saying. like alcoholism. Probably, I guess. But, all right. I, oh, were you slut-shaming me just now? No. I some slut-shame. You're talking about regretting your sexual encounters. I'm talking about free consenting yeah enthusiastic lovely experiences i mean i didn't regret them in the moment but it was like kind of like the after come oh you know what i mean? can't with you you never had those moments like after you come and you're just like damn this person is linked to me now like they can see me on the street and be like no i fuck that right yeah no i don't have a lot of those yeah yeah no. well maybe just me it happens. But I feel like I've been that to some women. Where they're just like, fuck, I let Brian fuck me. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm like an 11. It's like this. Oh my lord. Okay. Let's, let's change gears a little bit. Let's gotcha, bitch. Gears. The other thing I hate that sometimes comes up in the slut-shamey nature of these conversations. Even amongst polyamorous people who are supposed to be quote-unquote better about this shit. Is this false information that you having sex with with like you having one night stands or casual sex somehow ups your chances of STIs when if you're polyamorous like it only takes once so like if you have a lot of sex with one partner and they have other partners like that you know whatever it doesn't take the amount of partner someone has isn't a direct correlation to their STI risk at all Okay. And as we know from a lot of research, polyamorous people tend to get tested more regularly, have better health screenings, communicate more honestly, have, you know, more thorough, safer sex practices, like all these things that lend themselves, you know, you can have sex with 20 polyamorous people who are on their shit when it comes to their safe sex game and and regular health screenings. And you'll get that STI from that one monogamous person that's cheating because they don't Mm. fucking go to the doctor. Boy, oh boy. I got some side convos with a friend of mine. Let me tell you. Shit happens. Monogamous right? men are fucking dirty. Yeah. Just no condom, like. Not all monogs. Jesus Christ. I'm sure there are some out there being responsible. Dude. When I was monogamous, if I was going to cheat, I was definitely going to use a condom. Yeah. 
Yeah, well. I mean, I still use condoms. I'm well polyamorous, and still like. Yeah, standards, man. I don't know. It's just like yo. You can't tell by looking at someone. Right. If they're clean, if not clean is the wrong word. Yeah, clean if is the wrong word. I'm correcting myself. <laughs> if they are STI free. That's very true. Like we make a lot of assumptions about people. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, and I try to tell my friend this, right? When people cheat on their monogamous partner, yep, they've already showed that they have the ability to be deceitful. Yep. So what makes you so special that they're not being deceitful to you when they're being deceitful to the person that they have exchanged vows with and have a bank account shared with? Absolutely. Yeah? Oh, oh, so you're saying the people that are like, oh, well, they're monogamous and cheating, so they're probably... Yeah, he's only having sex with her, so, so you he couldn't like have like an SD because... It's like, no, he could have, like, three other women he's cheating on right. his wife like with, you're and you're just the other one. one. Yeah, right, yeah. He's ever yeah. wanted to see other than right. his wife yeah. or girlfriend or whatever. Like, come on. Yeah, man. You know, but I think that's that's the th- thing that sometimes people think. Now, I'm not saying my friend thinks that, but I'm just saying like, right. I think sometimes when people are in those positions, I think that's what they think. They think that, uh, right. You know, even in the cheating scenario, they're the one and only. It's like, yeah. Well, well. and we've talked on previous podcasts too about those rules that we don't agree with about like check-ins or. I need to know beforehand or whatever. Like, if you're yeah. going to have a one-night stand or you're going to fuck on a first date or you're going to, I don't know, have some sort of casual sex, like, you know, it's nice to be made aware of the things that are happening after the fact, but I'm, I definitely don't need some weird-ass phone call letting me know, hey, I'm about to right. put my pants down. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Or, that would know, be weird. You like, know what right. I mean? Like just stop. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, about to check uh, in with my. That's some fucking couples privilege right there. Yeah. Hey, I gotta I gotta go call my nesting partner and tell them we're about to fuck. Like, no, thank you. That's weird. Yeah, that's why things don't work with me and some people. And I'm just like, uh, it's probably for the best, though. Right. Because things were, they would be, right? There's got to be a Gandhi quote or some shit, right? Something about not regretting shit. Yeah, like, if life, I don't know, if I were to, if things were to work out with me and someone, then it would work out. (laughs) Yep. Same here. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, they would have that discussion with their partner, and they would pursue their desires. But because they don't, then, you know, it isn't. What are you saying? <laughs> you talk. You sound like you're talking around something. No, I'm just saying, like... If people wanted to be with you, they would be. 
or they would pursue you, right? Correct. It's no second guessing. It's a lot of trust, though, you put in someone. Like, it's a lot of trust in polyamory. It's a lot of trust to put in you to just trust that you're going to use protection or that you're going to tell me if you do something. Or I'm going to tell you if I do something. There's a lot of trust there. Yeah. There's a lot of people using poly labels and out here basically cheating and doing shady shit. Giving our relationship style a bad name. Yep. They like to group us in with everybody. Meanwhile, we try not to group all the monogs, right? True. Some people just find it easier not to have to have these conversations. Yeah. I envy the monogs. You do. Think about it. You got one person that you have to love romantically. You got one person you have sex with. That's all you have to think about. You can do that. That's it. I can't choose that. Sure you can. I don't think it's a... That's... You don't have to date others. <laughs> As you shudder. <laughs> what? I don't have to. There's always that what if. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.